and we are live. So on Lifestyle Medicine today, we've got Catherine Bird. So first of all, Catherine, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gray. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, likewise. Can you, for the people listening, can you kind of give a background, Kat? You've got a pretty broad background of stuff that you do. Can you give, yeah, your titles, what you do, and explain a little bit for the for the everyday person what you're what you're digging on these days? Uh, sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm a shamanic practitioner, healer, coach. Um, been doing this work for a long time. So I mostly work now training. Uh, healers, channels, empaths, uh, mediums, um, and I have been studying Chinese medicine and medical Qigong and uh, Taoist mysticism, and so those are really alive for me right now, and yeah. uh, I've been incorporating all of those things into, uh, into, into my work, which is very much focused on practice cultivation, developing personal practices that really support you, understanding sensitivities and gifts and kind of the weird woo-woo stuff that's out there. Yeah. And then how do you manage those things, understand them, and then develop so that you can, you know, be more on purpose and have more, you know, higher health and vitality just through the process of of understanding yourself and loving yourself to the next level of like whoever, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever you are, <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> whatever madness you, you might be. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, how to, how to live in the world in a more empowered state. Yeah. The world's a crazy place. So I think those are all good, good skills to have, you know, for all of us to, <laughs> to have, have something to fall back on and to something to implement for sure. Before we dive into your, your stuff and um, just more details about you know what you're doing when you when you're saying that you know you do um, you know you're a shamanic practitioner and you're sort of bringing these things to people how like how do you navigate you know bridging these things that are sort of from the east and maybe seen as esoteric or things that are seen outside the box how how are you able to deliver them and like what has been some of the hurdles or have there been any like how do you deliver this stuff where it becomes digestible for the American public who doesn't have as much yeah I, I would say connection to it the way other traditions do yeah because <laughs> I, I struggle well, with this and I always want to know <laughs> like, yeah for sure you know I think one of the things is that I I didn't I didn't actually plan on any of this. You know, I had a really intense, very radical out of left field spiritual awakening uh, that just kind of ripped everything apart and tore everything asunder and really weird stuff started happening to me to me that I didn't have I had no context. Mm. I had no awareness. I didn't know anything about anything. <laughs> so yeah. um, but it was so intense for me, this experience. Um, and drawn out that I had to become, you know, a seeker and I had to find my teachers and, and find my path and, and these pieces. And a lot of that was, was how to be grounded and how to be in the, you know, fully embodied and, and able to be on the earth. And I feel like one of my missions is that, to, to bridge, like how do we bridge the spiritual and the mundane? Because we have to admit that we're both, uh, we're both of yeah. those things. 
But so often what I see, and I, I know probably this is probably something that you see and kind of like sticks in you where uh, so often people who are, you know, under the, 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 you know, the mantle of spiritual can feel so disconnected from reality and so uh, just ungrounded, not really able to, they don't really have their shit together. And so then they start talking about very meta, you know, esoteric concepts that, that have no, that if it's not serving your real life, if it's not making you a better person, helping you to create positive change on the planet and, uh, you know, making you feel better as a human inside your body, then what is the point? Why are you doing it? Number one, why are you teaching it? Why are you trying to explain something that's super confusing? Right. When people, people don't really like, that's not what people really want. Like we want to know how to live, how to help our kids not to end up in therapy and to like how to hopefully have the world end up being a better place because we've been here. Yeah. Very well said. And I, 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 I mean, I do when you said, you know, you're probably hip to this. I mean, that's been, that's been, you know, I think an ongoing, I, I don't want to call it a struggle, but it's an ongoing dialogue that I'm sort of always having and I'm always navigating. And I think you said it very well. I mean, I think in the past, what I've seen with people sometimes is you've got, you know, people living on earth and then people that are just like floating in the cosmos, you know, that, mm-hmm. that metaphor of just their, and, and then I think the people on earth are just like, what are you doing up there? I can't connect with you up there. Can you come back down and give me something digestible and applicable mm-hmm. that can be applied? And, um, you know, at least for me, and I know you're, you're, you've definitely are like fully plugging into the Chinese medicine tradition with all the stuff that you're doing. But I liked that when I first got into school, that was kind of a cool thing that they said. They said, you know, humanity is an intermediary between heaven and earth. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, right. Like there's this middle ground that we have to blend those two things together. And it sounds like what you're talking about too, is how do we, yeah. t- how do we take the stuff that's up high and meld it into the human experience, but also acknowledge that we're animals and living on a you know, three-dimensional spaceship here on, on earth right. and, we're, and we're doing our thing. How do you, you know, bridge that? It's a really good conversation. And I think thing that we all have to kind of keep on the forefront because it does become inaccessible for people. They're just like, yeah. what the hell is... What are we doing here? Right. Like, what are we doing? And, you know, and then also it, when we think about a lot of times when people think about uh, shamans or whatever, shamanic, it's, yeah. it's sort of a weird esoteric, not really quite sure what that means. It's sort of a thing on TV or something, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the same, tra- you know, these different traditions from different places, but it's the same concepts that, that we are the middle, that we are between heaven and earth, between the upper and the lower and that we are we're here to give voice to all of it right we're here to kind of understand the earth and the elements and our part in that and then to understand uh the higher realms and the the other things that we can't see necessarily and to to be that voice in the world to to create with that awareness i think is is where some of us, I, I think we get we get blocked, is that we forget that we are this creative force that gets to use the inspiration from nature and from right. the earth and from our life 
And then also from our, you know, spiritual connections or our meditative states or our exalted <laughs> moments yeah. uh, to, to create and to be on the earth, to, mm -hmm. to create change, to make art, to, to make connections with other humans and to, you know, do something with it. Right. It's yeah. like all well and good if we just sit around and talk about it all day long, but what are you doing with, with the awareness that you're seeking to cultivate? Right. It, right. And you're talking about bringing it's, it's how, how do we apply it? How do we, yeah. how do we actually apply this in real time? So it's not just esoteric theory and it's not just pretty ideas and it's not just, right. you know, disconnected, right? It has something that it can plug into, which I appreciate in the work that you're doing. And when I follow your stuff and I watch your material, you, you, I like this. I like that about you that you're, you're actively plugging it into people in, in real time. It doesn't feel as, cause I, I have, you know, I've, and it, it's no slam to people that are, I think that are aspiring and doing their thing, but I've just found that when people get too floaty, I can't even relate to it. And I'm, I'm interested by the topic, you know, right? Like, like I'm into it. I'm in Chinese medicine. I like, yeah. I'm trying to digest the esoteric and make it 3d. Um, but sometimes I can't even plug in. I'm like, what the hell are you talking? About? I, mean, I hear you, you know, right. but, right, but right. what does this actually, yeah. actually mean? Well, you know? and I mean, that's what I like about, you know, tuning into your work and that you're, there's always that focus of, okay, here's the concept, but why do you care? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean for you? And how can you take this and do something with it? And, yeah. uh, you know, have a have another awareness around something so that you can change what you're doing so that yeah. you can, you know, feel feel better or <laughs> understand, like, right. just understand why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting because we we are in this space where so many people are waking up and, and having awakenings yep. and, and realizations and it's, it's really happening and, and quite rapidly. And, um, it's, it's up to us to, you know, be that bridge to be mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, it's really not that weird. Like, no, it's not, no, and, I agree. <laughs> I, I sit here being like, okay, well, I teach people how to channel and there's like, you know, aliens and angels and weird ceremonies and things right. and, you know, all, like the weird, I'm the most woo-woo weirdo you ever met. Absolutely. <laughs> and like within the context of that, I'm insanely human yeah. in my experience of yep. even in, in all of that stuff. It's, it's, it's how can I be a human? Yeah. And I, I think that there is a lot of, of spiritual people and, you know, I love my, my little weirdo woo woo alien type people, but yeah. like who really aren't actually in the body aren't yeah. like inhabiting when, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, we're talking about the five elements. It's like, they're just like, not, not there. I'm just, I'm just not going to do that part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm just going to stay disembodied. Right. I'm going to stay out. Right. That's absolutely right. And like I said, yeah, I mean, I know you're not saying it from a bad place either. It's just that um, I think that's where the stuff doesn't get digested, though. And, it, and, then, and then it does right. become separate and we can't integrate. And then I think people are collectively less complete. We don't because like yeah. you said, we are these things, right? We're both both pieces that we have to, you know, enmesh and lock up and link with and integrate. And when we are, we're more whole. In, in yeah, our experience yeah. and everything. 
we have to we have to see how we can become integrated. And I think that when we when we don't do that, our tendency is to become separatist and to yeah. become dogmatic and to yep. become like holier than thou and uh, you know, oh you these are the the muggle people who are like the normal people who <laughs> right. don't aren't on the trip. They don't got to go on. They don't know what the deal right. is. And I think that as soon as we start to, to do that, we, we shut off the possibility of really connecting and Agreed. opening up the conversation to, Hey, we're all here being humans. Let's figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we can do that together. Right. And, And all of us are spiritual. All of us are spiritual. Every single one of us is a spiritual being. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us is sensitive. You know, every single one of us feels. And we don't like to admit that. And we don't like to, you know, we put a lot of layers on, you know, Mm -hmm. of how we can avoid feeling. But we're all feeling. And we're all in this, like, collective soup together, feeling each other all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very it's very true i mean i i couldn't agree with you more to to backpedal some right so the people that are listening right like you said the term shamanic right they hear that word and they're like oh shamanic you know i have my my loose sort of definitions that i have in my head and just from my years of experience of bumping elbows with people like you but if you were to distill down i would say like the definition or role of the shaman how would you, how do you explain it to like the lay people? What do you say to people? Like what is, what's a shaman? At least to you, you know, in your experience. You know, a shaman is someone who's in service to their community, connecting the earthly realms and the spiritual planes. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward, <laughs> right? It seems like, I mean, it's like the, the definitions I've heard are very similar, right? They've got, you know, it's like one foot in the material reality, one foot in the immaterial and they're attempting to bridge the two, right? Seeing seeing down that third eye, like take the left and the right and see down the middle and see if you can integrate these things to make humanity and your and human um, the human experience better, right? More efficient, right. more more, right. more digestible, right? Um, yeah. And so one of the things I think about in that space is how I mean we're all shamanic, like mm-hmm. we are as humans designed to be shamanic beings, right? And um, you know I I think about how in this moment as we're sitting here on this planet that's going through an enormous fucking insanity like there is we're all being asked to be more shamanic Mm -hmm. we're all being asked to hold completely conflicting uh realities at one time yeah and to see it's very true to see the like the horrors and the pain and the 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 everything falling apart and everything in an enormous amount of destruction and people hurting each other and hurting animals and hurting the planet and then also to hold within our consciousness the beauty and the grace and kindness and yeah. and hope and faith and all of those things like we can't we can't just live in one or the other and I, I think that, that this is the way that we as, as our regular humans can go, okay, that is a shamanic perspective. That's, right. that's, holding, that's holding both realities at the same time and looking with clear eyes 
to find the solutions to whatever problem is arising within those two systems. Right. Right. It makes you more adaptable. It seems it seems like you have a, a better chance of just breaking down what's happening around you. And I think that's, at least for me, that's the big takeaway with this stuff is that I feel like these world traditions, these shamanic lineages and the shamanic spectrum is... They're trying to paint and understand reality from both sides. And I think that, and if, and if people, like you said, right, if the Muggle people, are, they get so stuck in one or the other, it's not integrated and it's not whole. So it just, I, I think it's a really beautiful way to um, paint the picture of the human experience and it helps all of us adapt better. So I, you know, I appreciate the work that you're doing just as you go through and, and I see your stuff. Um, I think it's important and people are grateful more often than not when I, especially, right, you're finding your, your people who are like, oh, thank God. There's a there's a way to look at this shit show, you know, in a, in a in a more sound way where I don't feel as destabilized and I don't feel as unhealthy and I don't feel as as sick, you know, mentally or spiritually. Yeah. So that's yeah. you know that's a breath of fresh air in the bigger picture, I think. Right, and that you don't have to be like this this very weird perfection of the like yogi, you know in the meditation and the fasting and the like, you know, perfect Instagram story in order to have that. Yes. You know, that, that you can, you can be, have a job, you can have your family, you can be working in the world and doing what you're doing and, you know, having a steak and (laughs) like watching football and whatever it is, right, right. that you're into yeah. and still have this other this other aspect of yourself that you're you're tuning into and being supported by. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. I I agree and I, I really appreciate that you said that because I think that's part of people I think people think sometimes they have to take on a certain archetype or persona to 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 research these things, to embody them, to study mm-hmm. them, to practice them, that you've got to have, you know, a headdress on, you got to right. wear your <laughs> wear your Taoist garb and your, you know, and it's like it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be ritualized, you know, people do do that and I think it's fine, but it doesn't have to be that and I think that opens up another door for people like, "Oh, you can be a regular quote-unquote person." You, you know, even in in my experience, I have this conversation quite a bit with my with my friends, my close friends. I grew up I still am. I'm like a comic book nerd. I always grew up watching superheroes and I read the comics. I collected the cards. My epicenter hero always has been Superman. And I'm always amazed at how that character, right? He's like sitting on a winning lotto ticket, invulnerable, has all of these amazing powers. And also is like the dorky, mild-mannered guy who just goes to his job, makes average money, and is just kind of, you know, observing reality and doing his thing. But he's got this totally split personality and I always kind of like that and I always think about it you know in terms of a character that I'd like to play I'm like I just want to look like a regular guy quote unquote you know and it's that's just the the way I want to do it but I like sitting on this other stuff and exploring this other stuff that's deep and out there and takes my mind and my body to different places like that's for me that's a fun ride you know to, to have the the interplay between the two but I think inviting people into that and saying yeah you don't have to be yeah. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to do these. It doesn't have to look a specific way, basically. Right. Well, I think then we, you know, we, we start to hit up against and I, because I, uh, I, I, I work with a lot of people who kind of have that, you know, normal thing, life mm-hmm. and whatever. And then something happens and all of a right. sudden they're like, 
holy what the <laughs> yeah, oh my totally. god like what is going on and right it, right that is a huge transitionary yep. moment of of discovering the deeper pieces and discovering who you are and yep. it's it, it's sometimes we have huge huge judgments you know of mm-hmm. ourselves in those moments of like oh my gosh really is that what i'm thinking is that what i'm doing like am i that guy now am i like right oh my gosh, I'm that person. Like, I know I've had that conversation (laughs) with myself. Like, oh, like, am I really that weirdo person? Like, did I, did I just say that? And it's like, yeah, I did. Yes, 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 I did. Right. Right. And because we judge ourselves because, you know, we come from families that didn't accept, you know, anything that was just a little bit different. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you start to be interested and, you know, we're like, well, my, my back hurts, so I'm going to go to acupuncture. And then we're like, okay, that's a, that's a thing. And then right. you're like, oh, and it just kind of For snowballs sure. and escalates. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're talking about energy, you know, at right. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait, what just happened to me? Yeah. No, absolutely. That's funny, though. I mean, but it's it's all accurate and it's all true. Like I, it's, it's a good, it's, I think it's a good thing to touch on though. Like it's a, it's a great topic just for people to hear because I think it does open the door. Can we, Catherine, can we go into prior to this interview, we had talked about um, some of the work that you're kind of pushing into and you're going into now. And you had spoken of the, um, I think it's a course you're doing the empath, the five elements for empaths. Is yeah. that What's the title? Yeah, What's five it? elements for empaths. Five, five el- elements for empaths. Yeah. Yeah. Five elements for and, empaths. That's interesting. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about that because I got questions about empaths first of all, <laughs> and then, and then just you know Chinese medicine five elements. Like I'm hip to it, but I think the idea is very cool. It's like a nice blending of things to ground, yeah. ground out this larger topic. Right. Yeah. So you know, uh, so let's just let's we'll just start with empaths, right? And and I'll say that I haven't actually ever put anything out that was just like specifically for empaths, even though they're on my roster of people and everybody I work with is an empath in some kind of way, right? Sure. But um, just a kind of a little bit of a definition around it is that, you know, everyone can, everyone can practice empathy and to put yourself in someone else's shoes to be able to kind of understand their experience and, and so on. It's basic human function, unless you have a severe person, personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then empaths are generally defined as people who actually feel themselves more of what the other person is going on, whatever's, whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. They're feeling it. Yeah. Right. So they can feel it as physical pain or or feel emotions that other people have or feel sensations as they go into a room. And um, it it's a it's like a personal experience of everything else that's out there. Um, And uh, it's it's often super confusing and uh, often overwhelming and troubling and yeah and every other every other thing it's like uh you know i feel too much and i've got toxic people all around me and and you know there's i'm overwhelmed by the world uh i just can't kind of quite handle handle stuff my emotions are really all over the place um not really sure what's mine uh are a lot of the the issues that are coming up Mm-hmm. Would you, you know? would you say for the idea, right, this concept of, of empaths, would you say that 
I mean, it's a spectrum. You said everyone has, right? Everyone is an empath to a yeah. degree. And it sounds like there's a gradation of some people that are very much leaning towards like extreme, yeah. extreme empath and then like maybe mildly empath. Is that, yeah. is that accurate in terms of yeah, thinking it's a, about it? It's a total, it's a total spectrum. And then, you know, what we have to look at is how we were trained as empaths. And so a lot of people, you know, we're all on a spectrum of sensitivity of what we're sensitive to. But then uh, if when you're a child and you, and you grow, especially when you grow up in a home where things were unsafe or situations, even at school or with peers or whatever, but especially in, if, if the home is unstable in any mm-hmm. kind of way, um, if, if there's anything going on where you have to start uh, tracking other mm-hmm. people's emotions in order to stay safe. So, okay, I know oh, wow. if dad comes in and he's feeling something, if I feel it first, I know I can get out of the way. I'm going to be safe or I can crack a joke or I can like, uh, do something cool. I can, I can make sure to diffuse the situation so right. that I don't have to, I don't have to, to be in, I'm, I'm in fear, but I don't have to like repercuss, have the repercussions of what's going on. Right. Or I can understand, I can start to understand the dynamics that are going on between my parents and I can start to soothe them or to, uh, you know, help them with their emotional issues. Uh, so we train this in and then energetically, we're also training in, in those situations where we're capable of basically like sucking the energy and the emotions out of the room, out of other people, uh, to kind of yeah. like try to process it and transmute it right. within ourselves. Right. So we develop those those patterns as kids, and then we just keep doing it and keep doing it. And I'll just take on everybody's stuff, and I'll just take this energy, and I'll just track you and you and you all at the same time. And right. I'm going to be safe by doing this. And it becomes such an ingrained pattern, we don't realize we're doing it. And then, like, the system just gets overloaded. Right. It just, it, it just can't handle anymore. Right. It's like, it's Implodes, been, right. It's been it, absorbing and trying to process and holding on to all of this toxicity right. since you were a kid. And then plus, usually in that situation, you were told, don't be a crybaby, grow up, right. why are you so emotional, right. you're not allowed to say no to me, don't you, sh- don't you be with that angry face at me, like, you know, <clears throat> whatever those things are, yeah. like, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about, right. like, yeah, you know, those the, are like right. the, the perfect storm, so then we're just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just like loaded I'm just like my emotional my emotional body is so become so densified that just coming in contact with someone else out there in the world who's got any kind of emotion I feel it so strong in my system and you know how I look at it is like a, a tuning fork you know and if one tuning fork is near another tuning fork yep. you hit it the other one starts to vibrate yeah so in train entrainment right like that's the word yeah right? Entrain so it, right? like, yeah yep it's like ah and then right. it's like vibrating off of your own repressed and stored emotions and energies so then everything feels too much and it's like yeah i can't tell if it's mine or yours because it's yours Mm, sort of resonating with something deep within me right so it becomes just like just the perfect storm right we can't handle it and then it's like sludge we're just 
sludge yeah. effects. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's, man, it's it's a great, the way you painted the picture is really good because I have two things that I want to say that are, so one is before, I don't know how long empaths have been talked about, how long it's been circulated in the culture, but I feel like what you just described, years back when I had a friend of mine who actually had cancer in his youth, actually ended up getting cancer, got chemo, did the whole bit, survived. But um, before empath was even like a nomenclature, at least in my our social circles, when he was talking about what he took on as a kid, right? This thing of like tending to his parents who had drug problems and it was just like all these crazy things. When that term came out, that's, I mean, you just, you pretty much described his life in a nutshell before he knew the definition, before you know, before I could have even put words to that, it's exactly what he was doing as a kid. And before we had this terminology, he was saying like, he really felt like this really had a hand in his cancer process. Like he just took on so much and it materialized in the body in a way. So my next question with this though is, and this isn't a leading question I'm genuinely asking is, is it, am I, could I think about this in a sense that saying that, you know, people that are empaths in a sense, it's almost like an, an energetic injury they take on um, at some point, but then if they learn to temper, it actually becomes a strength um, yeah. later. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was talking, I had a, a client before this and, um, and she was talking about how it, her experience used to be, you know, oh my gosh, I'm feeling all of the things and everybody, oh, it's so uncomfortable right. and it's just activating my nervous system and, ah, And now she's like, you know, I just, it's not that I don't notice or feel, it's just, it kind of doesn't affect me. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I can just be with it. And that's the thing. It's like, if you don't have anything for it to ding off of and resonate with, then you can take that information and you can go, okay, well, I can, I can tell that you have a lot of anger or in your you know, in your reality, I'm going to cross the road. I can tell (laughs) that you're super sad. I'm going to hold space for you. I can tell that, you know, whatever it is. And and this is how, you know, we train ourselves to be better partners and parents and healers and teachers and leaders is being able to be with whatever's there that someone right. else is having an emotion, they're having an experience, and we don't make it about us. Right. Right. And it makes me think It makes me think about herbs, actually. You know, when you look at, like, adaptogenic herbs, they have to take on these really gnarly stresses. Ginseng, goji berries, mm-hmm. they grow in these really tumultuous climates. Drought, heat, tons of rain, lots of cold, like, just, and it's sporadic. And what mm-hmm. they come out, right, when we end up when these plants when they adapt to those stressors and then when we ingest them they have this you know bolstering effect it becomes medicine essentially yeah the stresses that they've taken on actually become a medicine once they've learned to adapt right once they've learned to to integrate the um the stressors so i have a question we i want to stay on this thread but it's a question one that i've kind of tossed around with my friends we've had this conversation a number of times and i because i think of my yin yang theory of chinese medicine i'm always looking for like the polarity Mm-hmm. And so one of the questions I'm always kind of brought back to is that, as you were saying, the spectrum, right? You've got the someone who can be an ex, like extremely empathic um, and then people that are mildly, maybe they didn't have these things. They didn't have to check their parents, right? They didn't have to like track all these people. 
I have always used the term loosely, and I don't even think it's the right word. It's just I don't I don't have a better word. But there's empaths, and I okay. say, and I'm like, there's telepaths, people, the people that actually push out. They weren't encumbered by maybe that right. kind of patterning, and they actually push their energy out as opposed to taking it in. Is there a concept or word or terminology that you're, you know, that's the way I've thought about it. Like it's not even a fully matriculated idea, but that is the way I have thought about it. And I'm wondering because I know people who lean more that direction, they're like, yeah, I notice all that stuff, but I'm just about pushing out. Like they actually, it can be excessive, right? It can almost be like they push out their energy too much onto people and it needs to be reeled back. Is there a word for that, the opposite of an empath? And if so, what is it? And, or how do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, uh, it seems like if you tune into like the empath uh, support groups out there, they'd be like, it's a narcissist. (laughs) Right, right. People, these people are (laughs) shitty, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, empaths are like at war with the narcissist, right? (laughs) Right, right. Um, You know, and I hate to tell you, there's really not that many narcissists out there for like all of you empaths to be having relationships with them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that word is. We yeah. need to we need to create we need to create a word yeah. for that because I don't it's not I it's not necessarily either. like a yeah a it's, it's personality the, disorder, but it's like right. an, an it's energetic the, a different energetic uh, um, reality. Yeah, and and to have that that strong field, you know, mm-hmm. and I think you know, we're all like you said, it's like the yin and the yang. We're here to learn how to find balance. And for our, our people who don't have that strong field to be aware of, of how to create that and how to have boundaries Mm -hmm. and, you know, how to say no and how to, you know, push themselves out into the world is really important. Yeah. Um, Because these are feeling people and sensitive people. So uh, if, if your voice isn't being heard and your wants and needs aren't being expressed into the world, then nobody's listening and, you know, things aren't going to change for the feeling people. Mm-hmm. It's very true. I mean, that's exactly right. It's, it's like anything, right? You have to, you got to take in to push out, right? It's just like the, the Dutch door, but it goes both ways. And I think, yeah, the better we can get aligned with that, the better off we are with with your course and this, um, and that was a great thank you for that that layout that you just had for empaths, right? That that filled in some holes for me, and I, you know, and I talk about this, but with that, and you know, you're saying now the five elements, right, for empaths. Mm-hmm. So the five elements, right? There's elements are um, different in different traditions, right? There's the Vedic tradition; they have four elements. Chinese medicine has five. I know you are exposed through David Beaudry and through his program, Medical Qigong, and I think you're doing the other Taoist mysticism yeah. it, with, um, yeah. with Kelly. With Kelly. Kelly, yeah. Yeah, Deepa Kelly. Right. So with, with that, how are you sort of blending that five-element theory in relation with the, like with the empaths? How, does, how is it linking up? Is there like kind of a general picture you can paint for that? Well, really looking at the the elemental system and its relationship to the emotions and mm-hmm. to the higher virtues. Yeah. And so then through the process of qigong and breath work and sound work and practices and inquiry work and like really looking at stuff, mm-hmm. uh, processing and, and releasing and letting go. So releasing from the energetic level uh, the stuff that's not that doesn't 
that doesn't serve, you know, out of the yeah. organs and, and the meridians and, and doing practices to, to clear the channels mm-hmm. uh, and to uh, move the energy out, right, to, to break up the stagnation so that things can move. Uh, and then to work on that cultivation of that higher spiritualized essence and the virtues and, and the welcoming in of, of what we're replacing that stuff with. Right. Um, and, you know, looking at it from from that level of, you know, how do we move the old stuff without getting into the old story? Right, you know? right. Like not falling back to an old pattern, more or less. Yeah. And that we don't we don't always need to. Uh, sometimes we need to stop talking it out. You know, we need to like, I'm we so, need to I'm just so glad get in. I'm so glad you're saying that. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of your head and just get into your body and move it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, because what happens in our in our daily normal life, right? We, we go out, we're in, interacting with the world, something triggers us, so it causes uh, discomfort in us in some kind of way, triggers us. And then we try to figure out why we're triggered so that we can interact with someone else and try to fix them or be pissed or the situation or, or, you know, whatever it is, or soothe ourselves with, you know, food or alcohol or shopping or TV. Like, we, we go through this, these patterns and these are our habits. This is how I deal with stress. This is how I deal with my life. This is my pattern. This is what I do. And instead of like, okay, this is an emotion I'm feeling. This is an energy that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And okay, what are the, what's the tool? What's the, quick, what's the quick tool? What's the quick sound? What's the quick movement? What's the, what's the focus that I can do to move this out of my system, out of my field, out of my body, come back to a centered space so that I can be like, yeah, wow, you're, you're really being an asshole right now. And that's interesting that you're choosing to be that way. And I'm good over here. Yeah. And, you know, okay, I can stop just like blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. And, and we can also stop being like, okay, well, in order to move past this thing that happened to me in the past, I need to just talk about it for the next 15 years. It's like, well, how about we just move some of that energy and just see what emerges through the process of, of that. And then let's, let's stack some of these other pieces on top and, and see what kind of deeper healing inquiry work that we can do you know, working with our inner child and, and loving ourselves more fully, even though we've, we're imperfect. We all have emotions. Yes, we, we do. all have emotions and we can't hide from them, from them. We can't hide from the world. It's not going to work. I could not agree more. And I love that what you're saying. And, you know, one of the, just to give context to for the people that aren't, um, you know, Chinese medicine people in some of these terms, I just want to give like a, a context to what you're saying. And also it, like to also add to what you're saying is that, you know, when we think about the human body, it's um, the, the five elements, right? They take into account that the organ systems in the body relate to these five elements, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And in the end, our body is sort of like um, a little mini planet Earth, right? It has, it has mountains and rivers and it has, um, you know, it has fire and it has all these different things. And there's information being processed by this thing, you know, this flesh suit all the time and all the stuff that we're taking in if we see a traumatic event, um, someone that yelled at us, we take these things in 
and just like in a nature scenic, right? Like rivers can become dammed, right? Just through debris mm-hmm. and like they'll, they'll get backed up. And what you're saying is, you know, and what I really appreciate is that it's sort of like if we saw, you know, a stream or a river backed up and dammed with a bunch of debris and we sat on the banks and we're like, well, let's talk about the strategy of how <laughs> we're going to get this shit out of the water. Like, which animals are we going to deploy to help move this? And what flora are we going to inoculate into the water to help with the toxins? And it's like, or you could just go down there and start picking up logs and just right. start picking up stuff and be like, okay, there's movement. You know, there's something. Right. And I think that's the thing that, that um, I like about what you're saying is that in the end, right, we have information coming into the body and the free flow of information needs to be coursing through our body well. Yeah. And as soon as it stops and backs up, at some point we need a new operating system. And I feel like that's kind of the stuff that I feel like these traditions and the stuff you're doing, like this course in particular, it's like that's a new operating system. Like here's some shit you yeah. can do, you know, to to move and course things out of your body so you're not stuck. Right. So that just, right. you're not in stasis. The river doesn't stay dammed. It doesn't stay stuck. And that's um, that's liberating, God, for people. I mean, especially I think probably for, for empaths, right? Who are just yeah, who can like take on yeah. and get damned pretty like, easily. We're, we're just, ta- just let me just I'll take all the logs over here. I'll just collect you. You I'll have hold extras. Them for you. I'll yeah. come. I'll hold those for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like we're and we're all that to, to some level or another. I mean, you know, I say it's five elements for empaths, but really it's it's for everybody, just because mm-hmm. like we all are, are mess. We're all, we're all a mess. Like, let's just face it. All of us are a mess. Oh, yeah. Nobody's oh, yeah. got their shit together. It's just, if you think somebody does just stop it, like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but it's, you know, we need to have a relationship with ourselves. We mm. need to have these deeper understandings of like, okay, this is, this is maybe why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And, these are the tools and the patterns and the habits I've developed in order to stay standing and survive. And actually, those are shitty tools and habits because I learned them from my shitty family when I was three years old and they didn't know what they were talking about. And I was three, so I was making really bad decisions. So, you know, okay, now what am I going to do now? And what I like to do is to give people like, I always give people a lot of information, but like, okay, here's a thing. Like, here's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Do the thing. You know, if you do the thing and it shifts something, if it changes something, if you feel a little bit better, if you feel a little bit lighter, if you feel a little less stuck, then from there you can start to problem solve. Right. But so often we're trying to solve our life problems from the space of just like, ha, huh, how do I deal with these fucking people in my house and in my job and I hate them and what is wrong with them and why do they act that way? Right. (laughs) Why do you all suck so bad, right? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Well, so Catherine, this begs the question and this might be an overly simplified question, but I've had it asked to me and, and I think it's a relevant one for people that are not necessarily plugged into this scene and they're not actively thinking about this kind of stuff. Some people you know, it's not even on their radar that some of their patterns might be toxic as shit for them. You know, they're just sort of on autopilot and they're running down the course. And sometimes it just takes a person like you to ask, are you sure that, you know, this operating system is great for you? You know, how do you actually feel? But for the people that are just 
numbed out um, and they don't even know how to assess this, like what's the kind of baseline way to get people to inquire about their habits, you know, their, 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 um, their proclivities, the mechanisms that they, they do, maybe overeating, maybe drinking, you know, maybe smoking too yeah. much pot, like whatever the thing is, how do you kind of get people into that state of, yeah, self-assessment, inquiry, like yeah. take a look at what you're doing. How do you get them into that? Yeah. Well, I think um, one of the big things is just to look at like, okay, what do I do when I'm stressed out? Mm-hmm. Like, what's my go-to thing? Yeah. You know, what is that thing or things, multiple right. things that I right. do when I'm stressed out? And what do I do when uh, someone, um, like someone rejects me or uh, shames me or makes me feel less than, yeah. you know, what's, what's my go-to coping mechanism in that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do if someone approaches me with anger or a tough emotion? What, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, because we all, some of us explode, some of us uh, completely shut down, some of us go shopping, some of us, you right. know, eat the ice cream, like we yeah. all have the different things. And, you know, it's also nice to look at like, well, where the fuck did I learn that? Yeah. Because you learned it from somewhere. Like there was some moment when you were like, oh, you know, I, I talk to people a lot who like, oh, well, I, cigarettes, I've, I've been trying to quit cigarettes for years and years and years and it just never works and nah, nah, nah. And then, but they've never actually been in any inquiry of like, when did that help you? Like, uh-huh. Like, when was that a tool for you? When was that supportive? When did that, when did that support you being okay mm-hmm. in, in the world? And they're like, oh my gosh, I had this horrible experience and I couldn't cope and I started smoking and, oh, it was, it was just like it saved my life. And, you know, so there's these parts of us that are having relationships with these outside influences and habits and stuff that we're not even conscious of. We're not even aware of. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, when I was a teen and I got picked on at school, I would go home and eat a whole thing of ice cream and like that made me feel better. Right. That's how I survived being a teenager. And so it's like, well, okay. So now you have this eating thing and you're trying to like battle the eating, right? You're trying to like, you know, be at war with the eating thing. But it's like, well, no, it's the part of you that's still needing that safety that's still needing that yeah energy right yeah no that's a that's a great point and it makes me think about do you know who is i mean he's not really technically in our field he's in the health and wellness but there's a guy named John Gabriel he does um he he's <laughs> yeah, done he like yeah he does like food yeah food weight loss yeah. you know um and i had studied some of his work just cuz i'm always kind of you know following people just in what they do but one of the stories he told was just exactly what you pointed on and it was one of the things you said were like like the the actions and the things that we do to take on to protect ourselves right it, it was functional it, it saved us at a time and he told this really heartbreaking story of this girl this woman when she was a girl how she was um molested by her father you know when she was younger and um as she ate more and put on weight, her father found her less attractive. And she, yeah. she'd kept all this weight, you know, as she'd gotten older. And it was just a heart-wrenching story. But at the same time, once she hadn't become aware of it, you know, she hadn't, yeah. that exact process, right? Someone, you know, and I think John Gabriel was kind of guiding her back through the, the mind-body work. He was saying, so when, when did it help you? 
When did it keep you safe? And it had kept her safe for years through her childhood. It stopped after after she put on weight. And then as an adult woman in her you know 30s, it was like, well, we have to, you don't need that anymore. You know, that's got to peel back. And then she, you know, she lost all this weight. And it was actually the emotional shift. Her diet didn't even shift. It was once she kind of got a grips with that. It was like her physiology turned back on and the body was like, yeah. okay, okay, I can drop I can right. drop this, you know. I don't need this protection. <sighs> I mean, yeah, and it was amazing. Like I thought, damn, what a that's a powerhouse of a story, but it's exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's the same same kind of thing. Like, what was I doing and when was it functional? Yeah. And the acknowledgement yeah. of that, you know, is that's pretty huge. Right. And that's the thing about the whole empath thing. It's like, okay, this was super functional for me. This really helped me out. Yeah. But now, like when you talk to people and they're just like, I can barely function. I know that I'm I have this gift or I have this desire to help people or be yeah. of service or whatever, right. but I can't do it uh-huh. because I can't, you know, put myself out there and, I, and I'm afraid of what I'm going to take on or what I'm going to get from other people or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's contagion. I'm, I'm afraid of what I'm going to pick up because I've become so sensitive because I needed to be so sensitive, mm-hmm. you know? <sighs> Yeah. And then we develop the relationships in our life so that we can continue to have that happen, right? So we right. develop relationships with people who are total assholes and narcissists and the whole thing so that right. we can be like, I'll keep tracking. I'll just keep, let me, right. let me keep going. Let me keep tracking. Let me keep trying to figure everything out because that's what my system does and that's what's going to feel good to me even though it's yep. super uncomfortable and actually I hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. And I, I can just tell you, you know, I know many people throughout my life and I can still look back on people that I that I know now that are you know living that you know where they're they've, they're still in those patterns and I think you know I really have compassion for people too because it's like no one's actively wanting to I mean no one loves feeling like that you know and being stuck in those states but it does happen like we people get stuck for a long time you know into yeah into adulthood and into old age where they're stuck in those in those patterns yeah and I, and I think it's like god if there's an opportunity to break that cycle and we're lucky enough to find someone, you know, who can help us with that. Like, that's a beautiful thing because who wants to live like that? I mean, who wants to be stuck like that for, I mean, life, the quality of life isn't great. You know, we don't feel yeah. good and that's uh, that's problematic. I mean, in the big, yeah. in the big picture. Well, we, we get, you know, we get habituated and we get used to it, you know, and I know, um, my grandmother was, uh, you know, pretty much for quite a long time at the end of her life, just totally agoraphobic. I mean, even, you know, like total really didn't leave the house, Mm -hmm. um, hardly ever. And I know like my mom is a really in that same space of like, it's a, it's a thing where she's like, got to work herself up to, you know, like go to the grocery or whatever. Um, but the habit is like, if she doesn't push herself to, to do different things and to actually change that is to, to be like, okay, well, I'm, it's just too much. I'm, it's, everything's too much. Everything's too much. Right. Um, and so I know that for me, like that's, um, that's not an option. I'm not, I'm not headed down that road. I'm not gonna, you know, I can be super sensitive, very aware very conscious of what's you know going on and feeling things and completely activated out into the world mm-hmm. and i'll tell you the the because of fucking practices man like really yeah. yeah it's like practices and proper food 
And like, that's about like that. That's yeah. the deal. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Like, it's huge. I've been through that experience of being like so super sensitive, couldn't hardly leave my house. Like right. couldn't, you right. know, couldn't hold hands with somebody cause it would freak me out too bad. Mm-hmm. Like I've been there. I know what that's like and it sucks to say the least. And I think it's really, um, what's the, it's just, it's powerful that you've just given you just what you're saying, you know, given your, what you would say, your upbringing, your, what you saw, you have, I mean, God, what you're doing with your, your career, your job, your mission. I mean, you're putting yourself out there, you know, you're, you're like leaning into those things that, um, I mean, that's, that's, again, it goes back to that thing, right? The stressors that we have in our youth, the things that we see, it can actually become a medicinal thread of our life, right? And which is usually the, the, the case, right? Like heroes aren't born, they're made. <laughs> you know, they have to mm-hmm. be, they have to go through these pretty difficult situations. But that's, um, that's great to hear, you know, that, like, as, as a personal experience that you have where you've gone like, okay, I saw how that goes and I'm not doing that. Like, I don't want to do that. And you've been um, fortunate enough, it sounds like, just to get, you know, the mentors and having your own awakening to where you've been able to push into those uncomfortable areas and it's been now something that you're leading others to do. You know, that's, yeah. that's great. Like, that's so cool. That's a win story. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, like we'll all just like lean into, uh, you know, lean into ourselves as much as possible. Yeah. And it's a difficult yeah. thing to do. And I think I've, you know, there's so many different ways to lean into the uncomfortable there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it. You know, for me, um, throughout my life, martial arts has, was it for a long time. Like the really intense martial art training was like leaning into uncomfortableness because physical con, even though I'm big, like physical conflict just was always like, freaked me the fuck out. I'm just like, <laughs> shouldn't, you know, but by theory, but it was always like, ah, I just don't like it. So I was like, I'm going to push into this. And it was really helpful, helpful for me to get my psyche around it. But I'm amazed at how many people are, um, unwilling or they don't see the value in leaning into the uncomfortable they don't want to like yeah. lean into it and i'm like god almighty like that's so important to be really uncomfortable with the things that we're doing you know and i, I have to do that in my life all the time with business <laughs> like with yeah. you know like making videos of myself it still fucking yep. weirds me out when i my if my wife listens to like a video i'm doing and i hear my voice <laughs> in the kitchen i'm like oh it's fucking weird like turn that off like it's so weird you know it's like it's very uncomfortable but those things i mean that's where the meat and potatoes are like that's where a lot of yeah. the growth seems to come from is like you got to be so damn uncomfortable that's the irony right yeah. it's like the cosmic joke like yeah you have to be really uncomfortable to get somewhere you know that's just Absolutely, you do. And, you know, I mentor a lot of of healers and coaches and so on. And there's always that, whoa, this is so uncomfortable. You know, okay, am I really going to do this? And it's like, yeah, okay. And and for a lot of people, that uncomfortability is just like, oh, putting up a Facebook post or like it is like, like overwhelmingly impossible almost. Yeah. to just, you know, put like that truth, that little bucket of truth out there. But once you start doing it, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's uncomfortable. I'm getting used to being uncomfortable. Okay, that's still uncomfortable. Okay, now I'm doing this. Well, okay, I'm just going to continue to be uncomfortable. Yeah, (laughs) it's not as bad as it once was, right? Yeah, there's there's improvement. Okay, that's easier. (laughs) Totally. That's easier now, easier now, easier now. Absolutely. Which is, is great. Right now I'm really uncomfortable with I have a new organization person and she is like, 
She's like, I have all of this like admin stuff with like spreadsheets and lists and like. Oh God, yeah. Oh my God, my That's worst nightmare. My <laughs> totally, totally. My, I'm like, wait, you mean I have to like? There's yeah, there's organization required in adulting, and that I, I mean, it's difficult. I can relate fully. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's not easy. Well, Catherine, like, what else? You know, in the context of this conversation, are there any like? you know, like, I don't know, overarching closeout ideas that you think are really relevant for people that are listening to this, um, to open this door better for themselves and to start this process of self-inquiry and, you know, using their, I don't want to say their injuries, but you know, the things that have been difficult. Yeah. Like what are your, just those kind of those big overarching closing ideas about how people can start this process for themselves and how they can enter into it better. Yeah. Well, I think the one of the main pieces is 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 to allow the possibility that everything that you've been through, everything that you've experienced was was there in some sort of service. Mm-hmm. That that it doesn't matter what it was and and there's there's something there. There's something yeah. there's something golden there to be discovered and learned and and worked through in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um and like to to start to kind of shift if there is that that energy of like well fuck like my life is really hard and I don't know how to how to make a change right where yeah. a lot of people get stuck in just that like loop right um just that it's it's possible you know I think is really important for us to keep putting out there that change is changes is the thing we were born to do and we're here to transmute and transform and um you know we're we're here to to be to work through all of our stuff and to work through all of our patterns and our habits and all like that's what we're here to do you yeah. we think it's we think it's other shit but really it's here to learn how, we're here to learn how to love ourselves and i i yeah. hate that that like the essence of always is like Oh great! Love yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So so simple <laughs> and yet so difficult. <laughs> Can I have a different answer to this problem? Yeah. No, I have to learn how to love myself within this experience, and and sometimes loving yourself means being in the discomfort of knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, well you know, through that process, like it gets easier. You know, it gets easier. It does. It, it, becomes more easeful things clear up things start to to show up in a more easeful way mm-hmm. um, you know and it's it's kind of that getting started and spending some time alone and spending some time sitting and spending some time journaling and asking for help yeah that's a big one right just mm-hmm. a- just asking for people I mean I I always think you know, I always say to myself and my friends, I'm like, I'm only as good as the people I surround myself with. Like, that's a big thread that I've always mm-hmm. kind of been around. And I, God, the people in my life that have helped me just as a result of me asking, because I've been like, yeah. look, I'm fucking lost. And I'm, I'm in a shit show right now. So can you help me get out of this yeah. in some way? You know, like, give me a sliver of what you got. And it's, it is, I mean, that's a big piece asking for help. I, I could not agree more. Yeah. That's, I think, where we mess up the most is we think that we're like in it all alone and there's no one that's going to help us or nothing we can do. There's nothing I can do about this. Right. And that we're alone, right? That Yeah. We're, yeah. we're alone in this process and it's like, phew, definitely not. 
how many I can't remember how many times I've opened up about something and be like, oh yeah, been there a thousand times. I'm like, really? Oh, well, like we're all in this shit show together. That's kind of nice <laughs> that it's not. We uh, are. It's not unique to me, right? Like my 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 trials, no, my tribulations. All of our all of our dysfunction. We we are all have it to one degree or another, and then you know some of us have just figured out how to how to, you know, handle it. <laughs> right. Handle it better. Right. Yeah. That's the handle game. It better, right? <laughs> well, so it, it, I think, I think the other the piece right now is that's really important to voice is that, you know, that we are in it all together and that we are in this collective field. We are in this collective shit show of, mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff that's going down on the planet. That's yeah. pretty challenging. It is. And, uh, and we're all feeling it mm-hmm. like like we are being affected by the collective energies on the planet, whether we like it or not. We're being affected by the people in our homes and in our communities and yeah. in our countries. And um, and we're all feeling it. And most of us are working really hard at trying not to feel it. Yeah. And if we look at the the microcosm like us as you know we're talking about the five elements and the five elements being made up of everything on earth and then us we are the we are containing the five elements that we're we're looking at our own inner work our own inner process of learning how to feel learning how to be with what's there learning how to process and transmute it and transform right. it into something better. Yep. That's the that's the thing that we're supposed to be doing so that we can change and shift what what we see out there as being messed up. Right. You know, cuz it's it's all that that reflection and we're we're if this is what our world is looking like and what the reality is, like we have to go, "Oh, wait." <laughs> okay. Yep. I am that. I am that. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Wait a minute. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. If I am that, yeah. What do I need to do to, you know, come to, you know, a higher alignment, integrity, devotion into my own evolution, mm-hmm. my own change, my own being a better world. Yeah. Well said, Catherine. So Thank you for all of that. Um, I love this conversation. There were lots of tidbits that I took that were just, you know, nice eye openers for me to help me better frame my process. If people want to follow your work, they want to check you out, they want to, you know, see what you're doing on the on the online world. Where can people find you and track you? I'm super easy to find at KatherineBird.com. Um, I'm really active on Facebook. Pretty active on Instagram. <laughs> like, <laughs> Got the social media stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm easy to find out there. What's your um, handle on Instagram? Are you just at Catherine Bird or do you know? I'm, I think I'm at Catherine. I think I'm at Catherine Bird. But okay. I think I know. I think I'm at Catherine Bird 711, I think is my, okay. my thing. 711. Well, one of those two. That's my birthday is coming up. Oh, very cool. Rock on. I, one, of my, <laughs> one of my best friends is uh, July 11th also. That's very cool. Right, yeah, my lucky numbers too. Um, well, <laughs> Catherine, thank you again for your time, your insights. Um, I love the work you're doing, and I just appreciate your time and sharing. You know, dropping your knowledge for us all. Thanks, Gray. It's a great conversation. You bet. Okay, take care. Right, bye. Bye.